Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of BJ Shea's Geek Nation. With me is Joey D. Hello. BJ Shea is probably on a holiday assignment. <gasps> is he Santa? He is definitely not Santa. <laughs> he will not be climbing down any chimneys this year. I mean, he doesn't climb. It's magic. You know, I don't think Beach has got a lot of magic left in him. But he does love the cookies. <laughs> he does love cookies, you're right. So please leave out some cookies for BJ Shea and a board game. <laughs> and a board game and maybe more. And maybe more. Uh, but what do we have going on today? On today's episode, Vicky, we will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. We're going to be talking about... That's right, Von Kallenbach! Uh, he'll talk Far Cry 6 DLC news, Gotham Knights DLC news, the Willow series, and a huge Disney shakeup. It's a long, extra oh. special interview this week with Gareth Von Kallenbach. And a holiday gift guide, perhaps? Yes, we're going to get a pop culture holiday gift guide with Vicky. As well as the Geek Sheet, the as geek always. Because it's Movie Friday. Movie Friday. Ooh. And there's a big one that I may actually go to the theaters for. Wow, that's been a long time. I may need a date. Uh-oh. Quickly. Need to call some people. (laughs) Maybe not. But Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, djgeeknation.com. Dot com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app to find us. (laughs) Yes. Please find us. Talk to us on everything. We love to post memes. Yeah, memes, articles. Uh, I've been seeing so much fan art for uh, the Wednesday show. Yes, very popular these yes. days. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about it next week. With uh, We are going to get BJ Shea in. We are going to drag him. If I have to put him on a like, child leash, I will. Ah, yes, or a new fancy adult leash with spikes. No, no, that's no, no, no. Oh, d- wrong leash? No, that's like, don't go in my oh, closet, Joe. I'm sorry. Wrong <laughs> leash. Wrong door. Wrong door, people. Wrong. Don't go in that closet. Uh, no, but we will be getting uh, an update on the series. Like, what do people think? I may or may not have already binged it. Wow, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I bet that means you liked it. Well, that and I was a little not under the weather that day. So I was like, well, I guess this is my day. <laughs> there you go. Hey, sometimes it turns into a day. You start with one episode and the next thing you know, it's the next day. Yeah. But a great watch. I will say that. Awesome. Uh, but it is the holidays. Yes, we are in December. Oh, my God. It came quickly and it's going to exit quickly, I think, because we have snow right now. and We're not allowed to leave our house. Yes. Okay. So. I'm a holiday shopper that gets stuff going all year round. I am that weirdo that I have a bin in my closet that as I find something on sale, I'll, I'm always at the clearance aisles. If I find a toy for a little brother or socks or whatever it may be, oh, this is a cool notebook that I can gift somebody. I save it and then come the holidays, I have a good chunk of my gifts done. Or if I need a present like last minute. Like, oh, crap, this person's coming over. I have stuff that I can just pull from. That is a perfect excuse to keep people out of your closet. Don't go in there. It's always full of presents. Yes, but you need to wrap them or really, really hide them or put them in containers that little kids can't get into. Oh. Because I had a, uh, what was it, blippy kind of, uh, was it tractor? What Not tractor. It was a bulldozer ah, that the okay. little brother found. He's like, I want to open this. I'm like, no, we got to wait till your birthday. I want to open this. I'm like, okay, I'm not buying you anything at the store. Okay. So I've lost some stuff. Anywho, but yeah, if you're going to be doing that, please uh, really hide them or put an extra lock on there. Otherwise, you're going to be buying a lot of gifts. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy stuff over and over again. Or if I can hide it from him, 
I could re-gift it to him. He's still little. He won't. Oh, no. He's four. Actually, he's a lot smarter than we think. I was going to say, he's probably also destroyed destroyed it by now. Yeah. Mm. Baby smash. The amount. He's not, well, not a baby anymore. Four years old. He is 46 pounds. Tiny child smash. He's heavy and hurting my back. Oh, no. But have you bought anything yet for the holidays? Yes, I have. I did a bunch of holiday shopping during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. That's usually when I try to buy the bigger items because, my God, it's nice to get at least 25% off of those major purchases Mm -hmm. so your bank doesn't just start depleting. Right. I was like, oh, no, I need more money. Uh, do you, are you guys a let's make a list and send them to people kind of thing? Or do you guys just like, oh, I, I think you would like this. So let me get this. Definitely lists. I <sighs> do the crazy Lucky. thing where I buy like random gifts for people and Aww. I've now become known as that in my family, which sucks because that's a lot of pressure. It's hard to like come oh. up with creative gifts every you, year. You hit me up, bro. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I always find the weirdest stuff. I am good at this. Exactly. But then I do get the list, which makes some parts yes. of it easy. But, man, my family has this problem of, like, sending a list out and being like, all right, so here's the list. I got half of it already. And you're like, well, there's three things left on this list now. What am I supposed to get them? What the heck? So, But I made it work this year, so it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, that being said, my family does not do lists. No. Uh, I did send my brother. He's like, just send me your Amazon link. My brother doesn't care. He's just like, just give me your Amazon wish list. So I sent it to him, and I think he's saved it since. So I try to make sure I keep it updated because ah, one year I did not update it. And I'm like, cool, I already have this comic. I forgot to remove. No, that's a so, wasted gift. Yeah. But I'm like, I guess I will give it to somebody who may want it. Uh, that being said, if you're not sure what to get the people in your life because they are like my family and they don't give you lists, the Nerdist has put out multiple holiday gift guides for everything. Ooh. And we may actually, when BJ's here, I think we should talk about some of these because I think uh, they have some for comic books. They have some for board games, like tabletop games as well. And he's very well versed in both those things. Yes. So I think these would be pretty fun. I think I might touch on uh, the, just like the most, like the pop culture ones or just their holiday gift guide, like their main one that they did. Awesome. Just a little all over one. And then one that I really like is that they made one, 10 graphic novels that will make great gifts for kids. For kids? Anything to get them started. And these are like really cute art. And some of these are, you know, they have like the bad guys, which I think is kind of based off that movie or the movie was based off the series. Do you you ever see those with, um, I'm blanking on his name, but it's like a wolf, a shark, they're the bad guys, the snake. Never have, but I'm glad to hear there's not any like weird decapitations in these graphic novels. Because normally when I think of that, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of death and doom. No, 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 not that kind of bad guys. (laughs) Uh, But... Some of these are going to be good for the adults or just the nerdy people in your life. Same with kids. Uh, one of the things being, it's called Jedi Mind, Secrets from the Force for Balance and Peace. Now, what is this? It is a book. It says, trust your feelings. That's easier said than done, which is why Nerdist is uh, manage, manage, what is it? managing editor Amy Ratcliffe's new book is perfect. So, you know, a little plug for them because this is one of their editors created this book. Um, it's following the teachings of a Jedi, peace, knowledge, serenity, and balance, and you find your own inner calm with this magical mindfulness guide. So it's kind of like a yoga meditation vibe, but all through the Jedi mindset. Okay, maybe. so kind of in the Star Wars universe. That makes sense. Yep, and it has Yoda on the front. Maybe this would be good for uh, But does it BJ have Shay? baby Yoda? I have no idea. It doesn't show on the first one. Where but. is my baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have any c- people who like to collect Action figures or anything, they do have the Dune action figures. You can collect all four to complete the build. Are you? Have you ever wanted to collect action figures or were Not you? a collectible person. Never have been. I am... I shouldn't say I'm not. I don't go out of my way to collect things. 
But I do keep as a collection the things that people have given me. And I have quite a few action figures and I keep them in the box. Same with Funko's or most of them I've kept in the box, just space wise. And then the baby broke into some of them. Oh, yeah. Tiny no, he, child. I have a china cabinet filled with my Funkos and action figures that I've been gifted over the years. And I have a giant baby Yoda that was gifted to me. Your dad tried to get me one one year as a thank that. you because I was I was uh, I think your mom was out of town and he needed somebody to help mend his pants like his uh, pockets and his pants because his keys kept making holes. <laughs> and I know how to sew. Such a BJ problem. I know. I know how to sew. So I sewed him for him because I couldn't find anybody to really give me a price on. Yeah, it was kind of shenanigans. I'm like, dude, let me just do it for you. Like as a favor. And he wanted to get me the big one. I was like, please, no, don't, don't, you don't have to do that. And he got me the little baby Yoda. Because I said the big one is almost like lifelike. It's huge. It's Yeah, probably <laughs> baby size. Uh, one of my dad's friends. So shout out to my boy, Francis, who became one of my friends. He randomly is like, I saw this and thought of you here. So in my house, I have a giant baby Yoda as well. I'm sure that doesn't scare the tiny boy. Oh, no, he would probably love it, but I have it high on a shelf in the box. Oh, you got him. You managed to keep it in the box. Uh-huh. That's impressive. I feel, though, if you're going to be doing the action figure, unless the action figure road for somebody, you either need to specifically know what action figures they like like or are collecting, or I think if you're just kind of giving them a random one like people have, like, hey, I know you like this character. Here's an action figure. Uh, go to your local mom and pop comic book store or just nerd hobby store. And a lot of times they have really cool busts of characters, like really awesome limited edition ones. I know I think uh, the Golden Age comics here in Seattle in Pike Place Market usually has some really cool ones behind glass that you can check out. Most definitely, yeah. Those little mom and pop spaces are the best for finding those like really niche ones. But I mean, of course, you can't go wrong with Funko if you do have the problems of like they like one thing, like they like Iron Man. And you're like, well, Iron Man is everywhere. (laughs) I don't know which one to get you. I got you the the original Iron Man Funko Pop. It's It's like, here you go. Shiny. (laughs) Or actually somebody recently, I think it was, was it my dad? They gifted my dad his own Funko. Of himself. I think so. That'd be creepy. I don't know if I could have a Funko of myself. I think I think it was, unless it was a dream. I don't know. That was a very vivid dream. But I'm thinking he did actually have, somebody made him a Funko of himself with his name on it. Huh. He looked bald, though. So I was like, where's your hair? He's like, oh, it's no. in the hat. Are you a Lego? <laughs> uh, but if you are more into, you know, the, the mystical arts or the tarot reading. Doctor Strange. <laughs> actually, not Doctor Strange, but Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. So they created and inspired by the world of Guillermo del Toro, a tarot. It's called Tarot del Toro. Tarot del Toro. So if you're in, yeah, if you're into the tarot cards, definitely I do recommend checking it out. It is beautiful artwork, very del Toro, very fun. I love that the magician card looks just like del Toro, though. <laughs> I know a lot of people who love to give those readings, and I have had some great readings that have never come true, and I think that's my own fault. Like like what? Uh, I was supposed to have great opportunity, and I took that as go to the casino and gamble, and I did no, not win. that is not the same thing as great opportunity. Nor did I win the Powerball. <laughs> great opportunity means you have to go do something. I bought to... the ticket, Vicky. <laughs> no, that is not count. Okay, I'm, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I had the opportunity wasted. <laughs> Fair. Um... As much as we all crap in this movie, and at this point, it's kind of a joke that I'm like, it wasn't that bad. It was a good movie, mostly to just piss off G- uh, Geo, <laughs> piss off BJ. I, I really don't. I, that movie I will never watch again. It was not great. But at this point, I'm just saying it's good just to piss off BJ. Nobody tell him that. Got it. <laughs> I will not let him in on the secret. That being said, they are selling for $29.99 the Wonder Woman 1984 Deluxe Gold Armor Doll. 
as much as that movie sucked, that was a pretty cool oh, costume with yes. the wings, the whole gold costume. It was pretty sick looking. I literally blanked that movie from my mind. And I was like, what did she ever? And then I'm like, of course, the end when the she gets the armor for seemingly no reason because she doesn't actually need it. As apparently, she just needs the power of bad editing to win and defeat the bad guys. But, you know, and bad storylines and bad continuity. You know, I will say, though, if I had that wish, I would have won the Powerball, Vicky. So maybe the problem was I, I didn't believe enough in the 1984 you did not, Wonder Woman. You didn't, or just didn't believe enough in your tarot cards. I don't oh, know. well, you know. Next time. Yes. Uh, are you, what, it's kind of funny because what would you say your drink of choice is when it comes to adult Ooh, beverages? I'm a Jack and Coke kind of guy okay. usually. How have you ever, do you like the, the rum? I do like rum. Uh, daiquiris, I believe, okay. have rum in them. Yes. Your dad is also a fan of rum. Fun fact, Joey is the one that got me on my signature, first signature drink. Ooh, the rum and pineapple. Rum and pineapple. Yes. Oh, that was so good. But as I've gone older, I can't, I can't do that so anymore. So much sugar. A hangover. So, much sugar. Okay. so brutal. But apparently they have created a set of tiki mugs in the shape of Star Wars characters. Oh, okay, this is awesome. Including BB-8, Yoda, and they have one that looks like the Death Star. It looks like almost like they carved it out of a coconut, quote unquote. I would drink any drink out of a Death Star. It's like coffee, just drinking it out of the Death Star. Now, I might look evil doing it, but it's worth it. I, I mean, these are so cute. I feel like you can't look evil. Oh, you know, you need to get a Hawaiian shirt, a Darth Vader mask, and sit on the beach with it. I'm in. Uh, you sold me a drinking. <laughs> this is interesting. There is a card game on this list. It's uh, it's called Cinephile, a card game. I've heard of this. Why, who Did we talk about this on BGA? I Maybe. feel like we may have mentioned it. Possibly. It says, with multiple ways to play based on difficulty level, ranging from casual moviegoer to bona fide film nerd, Cinephile will have you and your friends racking your brains for Sean Connery's lesser known films Kate Blanchett's filmography and Steve Buscemi's most memorable cameos. Perfect for a game night at home or on video call. Interesting. I like. I, I think trivia games are always fun. It doesn't really matter where or who we're playing them with, especially around movies and films. Although this day and age, there are so much that's come out that, like, even the straight to streaming services stuff. Like, I just I feel like you're just going to be. You're going to have to find someone really knowledgeable amongst your group to be able to answer these questions. I, f- I feel like one of my advantages is I get, whenever I find something I really enjoy, and usually it's animated, I go full deep into the IMDb. And I'm like, I know I know this person. I know I know this person. They were a guest star on the show that came out back in like 1999 and they were the boyfriend for like a half an episode. I mean, that kind of a thing. I remember and I remember voices. So I just deep dive so you'd get the be information. Those niche categories, you'd kill it. Yes. Like, if that, well, this category is going to be, you know. Friends cameos. The boom, there you go. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, ho, bet all the money. <laughs> That'd be fun. I think that would be, oh, Aw, Joe, you like to cook, right? I do like to cook. Have you ever uh, used an Instant Pot? Yes. Do yes. you have one? I do. Okay, maybe you need to give that away and get one of these or put that on your list. Okay. For $60, you could, oh, excuse me, not $60, nine, $99. Oh, my gosh, the price is jumping. But it's an Instapot, and it's a Star Wars Instapot. And one of them is white, and it's got, uh, like, the Stormtroopers on the side and the Stormtrooper logo. And the other one is black, but with cute little Baby Yoda everywhere. Oh, Baby Yoda always wins. And I'm like, I'll pay nine, $99.99. Baby Yoda always, already has taken so much of my money, whether it be my own stuff or gifts. 
And I didn't even like The Mandalorian as much as most people. I'm like, every time I watch, I'm like, man, the plush, though, is pretty cool. But I'm like, baby Yoda's so cute. It's, it's You can't, like, even if you don't like The Mandalorian, you have to admit he He's is a adorable. He's a pleaser. Even my yes. sister and her fiance love it. Right? And they're not huge nerds or anything. Okay, so I need to borrow some money. Okay, money. Uh, specifically $250. Can I recommend the Powerball? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they came out with a Lego Batman 1989 Batmobile. Whoa. This was like the best Batmobile of them all. Yeah, how many pieces is that? A gajillion? Probably uh, a gajillion. I'm guessing 25,000. The, the uh, intricate like spaceships and stuff like that, the vehicles, they're always a ton of pieces. And I'm always like, I can definitely build a Millennium Falcon. And then they're like, now it'll only take you 47,000 hours. And I'm like, well, ah. I, Well, that's also because it's huge, huge. This is like... Small okay, car toy okay. vibes. Manageable. Uh-huh. So this is like a little over 3,000 pieces. Oh, that's not that bad. You, you got this. But it's still very intricate. And looking at the little figurines, the pops, it looks like you get the Jack Nicholson Joker. I think you get, was her name Vicky Vale or something? Ah, uh, yes, yes. The blonde one. I think it was Nicole Kidman's character. And then, yes. This was a great one for BJ. I would love to buy this from him if I thought he had the patience for a puzzle, but. I feel like he'd be just like my little brother. So I've gotten him little Legos before. I'm like, here, let's do it. And he'll like try to figure out, I'm like, okay, well, we got to look at the instructions. And he looks at it and he's like, you do it. And he literally just wants to see the finished product. Yep, yep. He's like, oh, work? No, I think that's a job for Vicky. He's like, you do it. And then at the end, can I smash it now? I'm like, okay, kid. Do you want us to put it back together? Because if the answer is yes, then no. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, What's one more we got? Vicky? Let me see. Which one do I like? Which one do I kind of want? Hmm. Now, if you get Baby Yoda in the Batmobile, oh my god, that'd be so cute! I don't know if he can drive it, but maybe he can drive himself. Maybe it's like Knight Rider. <laughs> Speaking of Baby Yoda, they do have an animatronic edition of the child. It's uh, everyone remember last Christmas when there was absolutely no Baby Yoda merch available because Lucasfilm wanted to keep the Mandalorian adorably sidekick under wraps. Those days are long gone. The child is everywhere. We're not complaining. But if you really love the little green baby, you might want to pick up this animatronic toy that moves, blinks, uses the force, and makes adorable noises. Yep. Kind of like a Furby, just less creepy. I knew it. Only a matter of time until it became real. 40 bucks. That's not too bad. That's nothing. And it's got a removable pendant. Oh, so cute. Okay, I need to get off this because I'm going to spend more money than I need to. Yes, stop, plus, stop, you know, stop. next episode, we're going to talk more about it with different stuff. Mm-hmm. And Comics we'll, and uh, board games. And yeah, there'll always be time to spend more money. Mm-hmm. But until then, we will talk with Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. He joins us to share a bunch of stuff, DLC and Disney drama. With us today, as always, is Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Gareth, we're back from Thanksgiving. We're stuffed with turkey, and we have new DLC to keep our time busy. What kind of games do we got DLC for these days? You know, it's interesting. These were, one of them was somewhat expected, just not under this time frame. The other one kind of completely blew us away. So, The first one is Far Cry 6, Lost Between Worlds. Now, when the game came out, they had the uh, expansions. And unlike Far Cry 5, where they were essentially three new storyline missions not related to the the core game, like one was set on Mars, uh, one was set in Vietnam, that sort of thing, the Far Cry 6 DLC essentially used the alternate realm where you would go into these things and you would deal with villains from past Far Cry games, and you would do these little adventures. 
And they were kind of challenging because you had to earn better weapons. And essentially it was one and done. Once you died, that was it. You had to start it over again. Oh, wow. And they had said once they were done, you know, there were, it was strongly implied that was it. There would be no more coming. Well, out of the blue, they announced uh, just a few days ago that coming in uh, December, we're getting a thing called uh, Lost Between Worlds. And it is going to be a paid DLC. Like, if you don't have any of the previous ones, it could be up to nineteen ninety nine to get this. But what is interesting is there. Um, we've got some video up. We've got a little bit of an explanation on it. It's kind of a crazy, quirky um, nether realm thing where you can go through literally like you could be in this what looks like a void with just a door. And you open up the door and it takes you to this whole new world and there's all these new adventures. And so you could have uh, just crazy, crazy team-ups and all kinds of crazy action. So if people want more Far Cry entertainment, that's definitely the one that they should be uh, looking into. Because I think it's going to have to tide them over until the next game in the series comes out. If I remember correctly, Far Cry, Far, Far, Far Cry, at least the series itself, was a FPS, mainly single player. I don't believe there was a whole lot of multiplayer. Is that correct? Correct. It's uh, Some of the games had uh, multiplayer, uh, some of them had co-op, and some of them had, like, um, you know, essentially the solo play mode. Now, the uh, recent game, like Far Cry 5, you did have the option to go through and do um, uh, some, like, co-op on the multiplayer missions. You did the same thing with 6, I understand. I never actually did the, the co-op portion of it but i was told you could do co-op in some areas uh of that and so it's kind of an interesting balance in that the multiplayer and the core gameplay is probably first and foremost better suited to a solo multiplayer but there are nods and elements to it for those who want to have multiplayer in it but if you're expecting like a Call of Duty situation with 32 people straight up in a death match, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I say that because DLC, you know, at $20 is, I don't want to say a bit pricey. You know, I know games have gotten more expensive these days, but at least with a single player game, you're probably getting a full on storyline and a complete game for that $20. Absolutely. And seeing that's the trick. So that's why people, there, you know, to be fair, there are other contents that are being released. Uh, in addition with the patch, excuse me, with the update to allow new features and content that is going to be incorporated into the game. So it's not just if you want all the new stuff, you have to buy this. It's simply saying we're got, we've got these patches, we've got these updates. If you want more adventures, then we have this available to you. But we also have core enhancements going to the game that for some would enhance their experience enough to say, oh, let me go try this new wrinkle or this new wrinkle. Yeah, who doesn't love a good balance patch? I mean, anything to make the game run smoother. Uh, going from shooting people to maybe uh, something other than that, maybe in the more hero universe or dark hero universe, I hear Gotham Knights is also getting some DLC? It is, and this is the one that surprised us. I mean, it was no shock that there would be new content coming for Gotham Knights. We naturally thought it might be more in the form of cosmetics new characters to play, maybe a couple of side missions in-game. But what they've done is they've come up with a couple of multiplayer modes. And this is really good because while the game had a multiplayer mode, it 
kind of, unless you were in a setting where you could tell your buddies, all right, let's all go in and clean house here. You kind of had to take what you could get in that you would log in. Um, the couple of times I tried it thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm stuck on a couple of missions. Maybe I should get some help. It randomly put me with someone generally around the same area that I was in the game. But the two times I tried it, they were just interested in going off and doing their own random skill building rather than enhancing the core mission. So this one gives you two options. And I, I'm very excited over this. The first one is called Heroic Assault. And this allows uh, four-player teams. So you can play as all the four characters. And you go into the depths of Gotham City to go, at, you know, uh, take on enemies, challenges, that sort of thing. And there's a advanced alien life form and various other things. The flip side to that one, and this one is, I think, going to be really clever. Anybody who's played the game knows there are certain side mission options where you face some of the classic enemies in the Batman series. For example, I know one of Mr. Freeze. It comes kind of later in the game, depending how you do it. And I know a lot of people just said, no, I'm going to steer this way and try to finish the core storyline before going back and dealing with that. Well, one of the things that this does is it allows you to go against supercharged version of the main super version. So you can go against Mr. Freeze, Harley Quinn, Clayface, Talia al Ghul, and it's essentially two-person beatdowns of these guys, uh, but understanding they're going to be even more enhanced than they were in the game should you have taken any of those side missions. Interesting. So it's like a big team-up. Absolutely. And I think that's good because once you get through the core portion of the game, there is a lot of it, but you know, it wasn't some people wanted Gotham Knights, some people wanted something different. Uh, Gotham Knights, excuse me, uh, Dark, uh, Gar uh, what is it called? Arkham Asylum, that sort of thing. You got a core game that was very good, but it was not exactly what all the fans wanted. This is some thing that I think is going to really extend it by saying, look, for me, when I was playing it, there were a couple times, especially at the end mission, where I'm like, this is a bit more challenge than I was expecting. I'm getting frustrated trying to get past it. I would like to have a couple of helpers come in. And being able to now have a, a mode where you can say, now you got your helpers, go take on some new challenges is something I think is going to benefit things going forward. And then, of course, you know, what are they going to do in the future? Well, probably they're going to come up with more missions, but I think it'll probably be a balance between core missions that allow a co-op mode and new co-op modes like this. I love co-op games. I mean, ever since the days of Halo, just being able to join your friends and beat something that you wouldn't be able to normally beat on your own just creates such a better uh, user uh, experience, and especially when it comes to beating people up as, like, uh, as superheroes. Exactly. And, you know, they, there was some experimentation with this with Mortal Kombat, if you remember, where they did have some games where you actually had to go up against two enemies instead of the straight-up one. And this is a more, obviously, completely different setup being an open-world thing. But that's the whole nature of the game. I, I, you know, I was looking at it going, I understand there is the multiplay mode in place, but there were so many times in the game where I was sitting there going, I wish I had somebody right there with me going on this mission. And it wasn't as cumbersome at the time to either A, make sure I had somebody specifically ready to go and that a random matchmaking would be easier to have somebody that was more mission-based 
like this. So I, I think this is just a good thing all around. Oh, most definitely. I mean, we've come a long way. Uh, what can they say? DLC really helping out some of these games. That's Far Cry 6 and Gotham Knights. Moving from gaming to some TV series, I have seen ads for this show all over the place. Gareth, what is this Willow TV series? Okay, so I, I got to see the first three episodes about a month ago. They showed it to us really, really early. And then we had to absolutely zip our lips and not say a word just till the other day. So what it is is... <laughs> It is a sequel to the movie that came out in, hard to believe, 1988, I believe, was the original. Wow. And so those who don't remember the original, it is on Disney+, Plus, like the new series, so you can easily go back and watch it. And essentially what they're doing is it's 20 years later, and you have the queen and her daughter, and a mysterious force attacks them and takes somebody uh, hostage. And so a party is put together to basically go and find Willow and the great sorcerer Willow, as they believe him to be. And then, of course, we all remember the little baby from the other film. There is this whole element of what happened to Alora Dane. She was supposed to be this great savior of the land. Nobody's seen her. Where is she? Does she even exist? Was she just a myth? And then, of course, uh, it's all about that. So we're kind of getting to the point where I didn't reach the level of exactly what the big master threat was. All I knew was there was something nasty that came in, beat up several of the guards, uh, worked over a lot of people, kidnapped someone key, and took off. And the uh, group I, the, I was following, they got up, had a few battles, had a few adventures, and got so far as to meeting up with Willow, but of course learning that the legend versus the reality aren't always the same thing. And this is like almost like a fantasy show, right? I want to say high fantasy almost. What What is the uh, target audience, do you think, for the show? It would definitely be high fantasy. And I was thinking about that going, you know, with the new Lord of the Rings series, with the House of the Dragon series. Now, obviously, this is more family-friendly. You're not going to have the adult content that the uh, those two shows have. <laughs> yes. But it definitely shows that there is an interest in these type of shows now. When we went to the D23 Expo, they had some costumes and concept art up on the walls to see. And you could kind of really get an idea that you had the castles and you had the guards and you had the swords and you had sorcery. Anybody who watched the original movie knows that there were creatures and things like that. So I think what we're getting is kind of a PG to PG-13 scale family adventure. And so while there's going to be action, you're not going to see people getting their heads chopped off and things like that. But you are going to see an action adventure. It's filmed over in Wales, as parts of the original were. So you've got them on horseback going through the countryside and the green fields and the rocky cliffs. And so, uh, you know, obviously there'll be a little bit of romance, a little bit of magic and a lot of adventure. And I think that's what we're going uh, to see. But of course, it's also elements of catching up with returning characters from the film. That's a smart move. I can't blame them there. I mean, that that, uh, genre right now is doing so well. And I mean, well-timed, especially after all those shows have ended. You know, maybe you want something a little lighter, maybe something more family-friendly, and boom, the show comes out. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's out right now, and so it'll be interesting to see what the reception is. Ah, we'll have to look forward and catch up with you on it uh, when uh, more of the episodes come out. Lastly, before I let you go here, uh, we mentioned Disney a little bit. Uh, 
I hear there are huge shakeups, at least maybe even at the corporate level for Disney right now. Absolutely. So basically what happened was um, Bob Iger, who was the CEO for about 15 years, uh, generally very praised. He was the man who oversaw the acquisition of Lucasfilm. He was the man who oversaw the acquisition of Marvel. He uh, essentially started up and got the whole ball rolling for the acquisition of the Fox products. He oversaw a very successful and very profitable time in the company. He retired, and his successor came in, a man named Bob Chapek, and he was not very popular. He has, <laughs> oh, made no. a number of, he has made a number of moves that did not go over very well. I mean, they're countless, but let's just say some of the larger moves involved a reservation system at the park, something called a Genie, where as someone explained it to me, I have not had, a, had to use this, but as someone explained it to me that when you went to the park, you would have the option to get a fast pass ticket, which allowed you to return to certain popular rides uh, at a designated time. So maybe your wait was only 15 to 20 minutes uh, versus an hour, two hours, that sort of thing. They got rid of that with a this system, and people have told me it's essentially like a pay-to-play system. And to give you an example, I have not. I, I've been to the Marvel. Uh, world that they built in uh, California Adventure, the Avengers Campus, but I haven't been to the Star Wars one yet. Someone explained it to me. They said, think of it like this. You come in and you want to rise to the resistance. It could be $25 additional per person in your party to get a guaranteed spot on it, or you could just take your chances. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a huge uh, price just for one ride. Exactly. And then that's been the argument. And someone said, combine that with ticket prices being increased, then you have this, and then you have certain rides that have this. Now, you know, the argument is, well, you don't have to pay it. You, you know, I, I know someone has said, I wasn't going to pay $25 a pop. Uh, we just came in the next day, the moment it opened, we went straight to it, got on it, there you go. But, you know, that this is kind of the thing, and you have people saying, the magic's gone. And... It was not very popular. Reportedly, when he came on stage at the D23 Expo, he was booed. Uh, apparently, there was some division amongst, uh, there were stories that uh, a hiring freeze was going to be put in place, um, all kinds of stuff. Now, you have to remember, a chunk of this was probably due to the fact that the COVID shutdown, because people don't realize they did not have the theme parks up and running. They didn't have the cruise ships out. Uh, the hotels, I mean, obviously people weren't going to be staying at the hotels and the resorts if they couldn't go and do the theme park stuff as much. And then on top of it, they weren't able to be filming for a large uh, amount of time. They couldn't get uh, things out in the theaters because they were closed. So, you know, they had revenue they had to make up to keep the shareholders happy. You also had all kinds of misfires, like people forget the um, Scarlett Johansson issue where she sued them, saying their decision to essentially put Black Widow on a pay-per-view basis at the same time it was in the theater cut into her profit sharing. And so they had to make an agreement with that. And so it was seen as a lot of missteps over and over. And essentially the biggest ones were that people forget things like Luca and Soul and uh, Turning Red were not given theatrical releases. They were put straight on the Disney Plus streaming service. And there was a belief uh, that morale was really dropping, that he did not value animation, which is seen as the core of the company. 
And, you know, we're seeing kind of a backlash on it now. Strange World, the movie that he, you know, was put out. Now, of course, how far in advance was it started? Was it started under Iger? Who knows? It's going to lose $100 million, they estimate. It's had a terrible reception at the box office. Disney Plus has been increasing subscriptions like crazy, but apparently lost $1.5 billion in the last quarter. Wow, how do you even do that? Wow. Well... You know, and that's the whole argument. His whole thing was, oh, hey, we're going to be profitable by 2024. But then there was the belief that there was content that could have been put into the theaters to make money, then put to Disney Plus, like the said Pixar films we just mentioned, that were essentially shoved straight to streaming. Oh, boy. And so, yeah. So basically, the powers that be, right after giving him a three-year extension, got the new quarterly reports and said, boy, we lost several million last quarter and now we're up to 1.5 billion. They went to Iger and said, okay, look, can we get you to come back for two years? And during that time, not only do you write the ship, uh, but you essentially pick your successor. And he agreed to do so. And so now we're about a week, week and change in. He's already had an open house to address that, you know, there are people like myself who say that it, it could be a very difficult situation in that um, I go back to, I kind of compared it to the Pope John Paul. I know it seems crazy to compare religion, but <laughs> you had somebody who was so beloved and liked, automatically the successor is not going to be as popular. And that's kind of what we had, that we had. We had a successor, but they were only in place for a few years. To people got used to the new one, and then they brought in somebody who's been more popular. And I said, I, I wonder with all the losses that they took under COVID, if essentially you had someone installed to be the villain, as it were, to make the unpopular but profitable changes, uh, and then essentially they would be moved on in a couple of years with a nice golden parachute out the door, to bring in somebody who would be seen as a more acceptable person. Because the funny thing about it is major aspects of the company, theme parks, so on, entertainment, have been profitable under the old under the new CEO. The difference was the video on the, the, the content on demand, as they call it, was losing money hand over fist. And that's where it got to be a problem. And then, of course, let's not forget they had that whole issue in Florida with employees saying they were not fast enough to stand up for the rights of the, uh, you know, gay and minority staff. And then they got into the whole issue with the government in Florida, so on and so forth. And it was just seen as one disaster after another that was giving them a bad PR site. But when you lose $1.5 billion in a quarter, that's when they said, okay, enough is enough. Let's, let's get the ship righted and go from there. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go from Bob the Great to Bob the mediocre. So it does make sense that they made that reversal quickly. And of course, he loses, like you said, $1.5 billion. And that's one way to get uh, let go of quickly. Exactly. And, you know, and here's the funny thing about it. They had the town hall the other day where, you know, Iger went out there and he, he literally spoke to several of the employees, took their questions, and he answered some of the big questions. There was a rumor that Apple was trying to buy the company, and he said that's just speculation and there's nothing you know, going on with that. And he said, uh, you know, but it was very interesting when he was asked about the reservation system and these unpopular things that sparked, he had been linked to being very unhappy with the changes that were going at the park after he left. However, 
getting back to what my speculation was, he said, as of now, there's no plans to change these things. He did say he's going to look them over from a consumer standpoint. He mentioned like the genie thing. He has not had a chance to use it itself as a consumer. So they're going to look it over. But, you know, there are people saying, isn't that interesting that the specific things at the park that were that the consumers are saying, we don't like this. They aren't coming out right now and saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. We're going to change it. That is wild. saying, we're going to look at it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, those Disney rumors, man, there's always those things where, it, you know, especially when there's that much money involved. You just you just never really know. But I love hearing about it all behind the scenes. Absolutely. And, you know, and the, and the funny thing, it's like my wife was saying, supposedly a lot of these price increases and things were put into place because they were trying to control the crowd. The, the crowds have gotten absolutely ridiculous at the parks. And you have people saying, you know, they blame the annual pass holders. And some people say, you've got these annual pass holders who literally just show up every day for an hour or two just to go on social media and look at me, I'm back at the park again. And I've seen postings of people, oh, I have to go to work in two hours, but I'm coming by the park today just to keep. And you, we've heard stories that Disney doesn't really like that because their mentality is you're not coming to the park to experience the park as it's intended. You're coming in just to grab a quick lunch and go and or do your social media thing. And essentially, this is creating a glut so that the people who planned a vacation, who come in, who are going to be staying at the hotel, they're basically coming in and saying, wow, this is ridiculous. The lines are, are longer than I expected. This is longer. I'm not getting the experience. And, you know, the, the common phrase I keep hearing is the magic is not there. And that's a huge deal for them because it is supposed to be, unlike any other theme park, a complete escape from, fa- from reality and a magical fantasy setting. That being said, demand is through the roof. And so they've, they've tried to play this balance of let's limit some of the season pass stuff or only allow them in on certain days or let's raise the ticket prices so we're not going to get the essential hangouts that you're only going to get people who are there specifically to take advantage of the park for the full day. I know, you know, the idea is if you're paying more money, you're not going to just jump in for two hours and leave. But the flip side is the people who were doing that were the season pass holders. And then there's the, but they're still coming in and buying souvenirs and spending money in those two hours. How do you find a balance? And that's been, that's been the problem because people are ticking and moaning and complaining, but guess what? They're still coming. We need the magic still uh, at the parks. I mean, we can't take that away. Exactly. And you know, you'll see things like just the other day I looked on and somebody said, Hey, there's not much line at the gate. People are coming right in. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Give it an hour. And this whole thing, like, you know, if you ever heard of park hopping, that was something that went away. They used to have a ticket where you could jump between the different parks. Now you have to apparently specifically buy a ticket for the individual park. And that was the thing because people would say before all the upgrades, the argument used to be, well, I can get through California Adventure in three to four hours. I'd like to spend the rest of the day at Disneyland. And so they had the option where you could do that. You could go, oh, the lines are ridiculous here. I'm going over to the other park to see if it's better. And that apparently has gone away as well. So that's something they're looking at returning. And it, it will be interesting. I know he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, 
you know, we've talked about the good Galactic Star Cruiser, the big Star Wars-themed hotel, and even that has come into issues because they have openings now, and I'm just like, what did you expect? People are, we're not going to pay $5,000 for two-day stays. You know, I, I make the argument that my wife and I could book two uh, five-day or longer cruises for the price of a two-day stay for us at the Galactic Star Cruiser. And so, you know, we're hearing stories that there's open reservations now and that they're apparently going to have days where the price is cut and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Uh, well, only time will tell on that. I mean, uh, it turns out when there's a high demand, that price sure tends to go up instead of down. And will we have the better Bob who returns to right the ship? Ah, all these rumors, Gareth, is going to keep us uh, uh, locked into our seats. Uh, once again, that is Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Gareth, as always, thank you so much for the information. Anytime. Take care now. Thank you again so much, Gareth. Uh, if you're planning on going to the Disney theme parks, I would double check how much money it's going to cost because, my God, apparently you can pay infinite dollars to skip the lines. <laughs> and I like to ride rides. I don't Same. think I'll be there anytime soon, though. Now, I have a goal one day. To go during Super Bowl. Oh, that would be. I hear. Busy. I hear. No, I hear it is the best time to go to Disneyland. Oh, not when it's the Super Bowl's in the state. You no, just no, want, no, no, okay, no, 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 no. Because okay. no one's going to the the park. Everyone's uh, at home or at a you know party or at a bar. Yeah, if you don't care about football, that's perfect. Like, let's go. Let's go. You can DVR it, TiVo it. Yes, no one's ever gotten their thing spoiled before they've seen it. Especially if it's like teams you don't care about. That's very true. Well, until we get to uh, the Disney theme parks, Vicky, it's time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. It's Friday, Vicky. It is Friday, and there is one big movie coming up. And this is the one you might see. The one I might see in theaters. Uh, it is called Violent Night. Okay, so it's got to be a horror movie. No, actually, I, I lose. It's more of an action movie. Okay, well, okay, yeah, sure, I can see that. Okay, zombies, a holiday action comedy. Not where I was going with this movie. Okay, what's it about? So it stars David Harbour and John Leguizamo, and it's a team of mercenaries break into a wealthy family's compound on Christmas Eve, talking, uh, taking everyone inside hostage, and the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant, Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus. Uh, he's on the grounds, and he's about to show us why Nick is no saint. Oh, so this is like uh, Santa's on his naughty list, and he's about to do some naughty things. Yeah, so you have, uh, you, if you've seen the trailer, it starts off with him, like, at a bar drinking with some other, quote-unquote, Santa Clauses. Like, yeah, I've been Santa for four years. How long have you been? It's like, I'm the very first one. Like, they don't believe him that he really is the I'm Santa Claus. Saint Nick. <laughs> uh, he's sitting there drinking whiskey. Somebody said this is like a mixture of bad Santa and, I forget the other one. Was it uh, the Santa Claus? I don't remember. I, but, I loved Bad Santa. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be filthy. He has supernatural powers, of course. So when he's in this house getting his cookies, he might be a little buzzed. Oh, This come is on. a wealthy family, and they've been taken by mercenaries. And somebody's like, oh, I have this gift for you, you little uh, walkie-talkie you can talk to Santa with. Ha-ha. And so she's actually talking to Santa. Please save me. <laughs> Santa! <laughs> and he is badass. There's a part where someone tries to, like, punch him or whatever, but he's able to, like, literally grow in size and just poof. Wow. Pound him in the face. So definitely check out the trailer if you have not yet. As of right now, it only has 56 reviews. Okay. It's at 70% tomato meter. That's that sounds the, about right. That's the critics. That is more than I thought it was going to get because of the idea is cheesy. A little is. Like, Santa's going to go beat up some people. But it's David Harbour. He does bring 
a good element of comedy, but also badassery. Oh, well, to his roles. He was great in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Stranger Things. He was also in the Black Widow movie. And he's going to be a part of that whole team that's coming soon, as well as what was the other one that he was in that he was uh, kind of badass in? Oh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> no. Yeah, Black Widow and Stranger Things are kind of. Oh, Hellboy. Hellboy. There that's what I was go. thinking of. And I love John Leguizamo. So it's going to be fun to see him as a bad guy. And to see if he has any action scenes, because you're used to John Leguizamo as Sid from Ice Age, or uh, if you want, um, I'm blinking on that one movie him and uh, Patrick Swayze were, were in, as well as I think it was it Wesley Snipes, where they were oh. drag queens. Oh, I don't even know that movie. Oh yeah, old school. It was amazing, um, but I'm blinking on the name. But yeah, so it will be fun to see him in a different kind of role. Yeah, and I mean it's a holiday movie, and you can't never go wrong with holiday movies, especially uh, apparently I violent mean, ones. <laughs> no, I mean there is one that's been floating around. I think it comes out next week. Uh, I have no desire to see it, but it's uh, your it's like your mean one or mean one is what it's oh, called. It's like the Grinch thing, right? That's a Grinch spoof movie, uh, but it's a horror themed movie. Like I guess Cindy Lou, who's an adult now, and she's being haunted or you know tracked oh, down ah. by by the I Grinch. The Grinch. It's super creepy. It kind of has the um, What's the vibe? Uh, if you've seen that trailer for that spoof horror Winnie the Pooh thing they're doing. Oh, yeah. Because it's in the public domain Ugh, now. It, yeah. yeah, kind of the same vibe. And the movie I was thinking about is called Tu Wong Fu. No, I've never seen that. Wow. Oh, yeah. That one's a pretty good one. That one came out after oh, think, well, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. I guess it'll be an interesting uh, Christmas vacation for us. I mean, we could always watch Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. No, I hear that's getting great reviews. 92%. Yeah, well, they always hit it out of the park with that little baby group. Yes, yeah, so if you do go see those, please let us know. I want to hear all about it. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy.